Please be aware, this episode contains content that may be difficult for some listeners. And if you're experiencing any mental health issues, please seek help immediately. You can contact Lifeline directly on 13 11 14. Hi, everyone, and you're listening to Coogee Voice. On today's episode, we're talking with Ben Higgs, the founder of the RISE Foundation. The RISE Foundation is aimed at stepping beyond raising mental health awareness and educating, empowering, and teaching the everyday practical tools we can use to start helping each other and ourselves so that people no longer have to live in silence with mental illness or poor mental health. You're listening to Coogee Voice. We call ourselves a health organisation, but we primarily focus on mental health. The aim of our foundation is to not just increase education around mental health, but starting this conversation around mental health and mental illness itself to make it more commonplace and become a normal part of everyday life. You know, sometimes when you're in a bad place mentally, actually speaking to someone is the last thing you want to do. But I can guarantee that if you do it, you will feel better for it. Ben, welcome to Coogee Voice. How are you today? I'm very good today. Thank you very much for having me. No, it is a pleasure. Now, before we get into our questions, let us know, what is your favourite part about living in the eastern suburbs? The people. For me, you know, I grew up in this area. I did four years in Queensland, but other than that, I've always lived in this same area. I moved from Malabar to Maroubra to Matraville. So um, it's the people that keep me here. It's the one thing I miss. Um, There's so many different characters around the eastern suburbs, especially. So, you know, it's, it never gets boring, that's for sure. That is definitely true. Now, Ben, you are the founder of Rise Foundation. For our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about the organisation and how it came to be? Yeah, we, we came together. It was sort of, um, it was never intentional, to be honest. I was working on the wharves and I think it's about eight or so years ago now, a couple of us put together a 24-hour treadmill run. PPP for SPA, which uh, most people in this area would have been been aware of and, and taken part in. Um, we started that because we'd lost a couple of friends to suicide and wanted to make a bit of a difference and, and sort of start to get the community together. It took off and it was such a, you know, this area, especially in Maroubra, can sometimes get a bit of a bad rap or have some you know, this reputation, but for a community to come together and, and do what they did those years ago, it was something special. And then from doing that, you know, we, we sort of uh, we got asked to, to talk here or to talk to this person. And the more I dipped my toes in, the more I, I realised that I was passionate about it and wanted to do it and could also see that there was a really big gap missing in our community, not just our community, but, you know, our community was where, where we're focused in that there was a lack of education. Uh, and, and I was a perfect example of it, even though I'd been through my stuff and had, had friends go through their stuff. I had no education on how to look after myself really or, you know, how to have proper conversations with people. So uh, I went out and did some training and then uh, decided that if someone was going to do it better, why not me? You know, instead of just asking for someone to do it better, you know, I should get out and do it myself. And 
it's gone from there. And now we, um, you know, we've done a heap around here and a heap in other communities. Um, we focus on education. Uh, so, you know, we want to push, you know, this talk around mental health past awareness uh, and into education because we firmly believe that education creates the change uh, and the change is what's needed. And, and it's, you know, it's a slow burn, but it's getting there. Um, and it's been fun, been fun, been some big ups and downs. Uh, I've got no business training or anything. I'm a wharfy by trade. Um, so I've sort of learned on the run, um, but I'm lucky I've got good people around me, people I can trust and count on. Um, yeah, so that's sort of us in a nutshell. We just, we run courses and workshops uh, for communities, schools, businesses, yeah, doing just whatever we can. So Ben, RISE is focused on mental health education, is that correct? Yeah, we, we call ourselves a health organisation, but we primarily focus on mental health. You know, and it's sort of what sets us apart a bit is that different parts of our team, we've got uh, PTs, we've got boxing coaches, we've got nutritionists, uh, we've got accountants, we've got yoga teachers. We like to bring it all in because, you know, with mental health, all of the physical stuff, all of that comes into play. Um, all the different stresses come into play. So if we're going to educate, we, we, we need to encompass all of it and not just certain parts. Wonderful. So, Ben, can you tell us a little bit about the different programs that RISE Foundation runs? Yeah, so we, uh, we've got a couple of different ones uh, that we've developed over, over the last couple of years. Some are set. So we've got the, the Mental Health First Aid, which is, you know, probably the, you know, the most well-known course in Australia uh, around mental health education. Uh, it's probably your St. John's first physical first aid equivalent. Um, you know, that's, that's a set structured course. Uh, it's two days. Um, you know, it's got the accreditation and everything. Then we've got our mental health response, which is probably um, the one we're most excited about now. It's, it's a stripped down version. So it's six hours face to face. I love it because it's not as structured and it allows us to, to really focus on what's important to the people in the room and what they need and what they want to get out of it. Uh, and then we've got our, our workshop. So our rise up workshop, which we go in, we do from anywhere from one to two hours. Uh, so what we've done there is we've combined, you know, 40 years of lived experience with mental illness and men poor mental health and good mental health. And we've backed it up with evidence-based tools that we've researched and, and have verified you know, and it's, it's sort of bringing storytelling in, into it with a little bit of the science behind it. Uh, but, you know, I find that you know, anyone can walk into a room with the, the stats and figures and all of that, but hearing people's story and hearing it from personal experience takes it to another level. Ben, one of the things I'm quite familiar with is your school programs. Can you tell us a little bit about these programs and what you do when you come into our schools? Yeah, I... Um, I'm pretty biased, but I believe we've probably got the best school program out there. Um, probably be wrong if I wasn't biased, but uh, we call it scaffolding for students. So, you know, you think about what scaffolding does to a building site. We believe that, you know, kids need this scaffolding to make, make sure that they're as safe, healthy and, and supported as possible. So last year or the year before we went into Matraville High is probably the best example uh, of when a school really lets us um, come in and do exactly what we want. You know, it's... God, you know, Matraville High School gave us the whole day. Um, so we had a yoga teacher, an ex-NRL player, a PT, uh, a nutritionist, an accountant and myself all came in. So each period, the students sit in a different talk with, with us. And it's all about teaching the tools that 
kids don't really get taught at school, you know, like we, we do 12 years of maths, but we don't learn about what bank accounts to open up or get tax file number or how to budget our money. You know, we know we've got to eat veggies, but um, we had mean who's the chef, um, you know, and his whole thing was, you know, we like to make a bit of a joke of it, but he was, let's make vegetables sexy again. Um, you know, so it's actually teaching kids why they should eat them and then actually how to cook them. So they actually want to eat it. So it's not a chore and, we had the ex-NRL player, Rennie Matua, who, you know, another local guy who, who made it to the, the top of his career, was played for Australia in rugby league and made, made a mistake and, and lost it all. But through hard work and determination, came back and started playing first grade again, you know. And for us teaching kids that, you know, it's not just that you can make mistakes, it's more likely you are going to make mistakes along the way, which is fine because we're human. But it's about learning from it and picking ourselves back up and, and, you know, and growing from that. So, you know, we go in and you know, none of us are, you know, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but, you know, we go in there from a, from a realistic point of view and, and looking at it from what we, what I wish I had have learned with living with a mental illness. I was never taught how to, how to best look after myself. You know, we're just expected to make it up along the way. We do all the physical side with the, with the PE stuff in school, but not the mental side. So we really wanted to bridge that gap. Making vegetables sexy, that's something that I could very much get behind. Um, what is the aim of the foundation? The aim of our foundation is, is to in, in not just increase education around mental health, but starting this conversation around mental health and mental illness itself to make it more commonplace and become a normal part of everyday life so that you know people don't feel that they can't talk about it. Uh, and a big part of that is actually you know, reframing and reconstructing how we have these conversations because we haven't evolved how we have these conversations. So what we do, a lot of it, we, we talk about, you know, the science and the stats and everything behind it. You know, actually explaining to people that we all have mental health is sometimes a new thing to people, not that they don't understand that. We all sit on some spectrum of mental health every day of our lives, you know, and, and putting different tools and practices in the place, we can increase our chances of better mental health. The same way we do for our, for our physical health. You know, we're, we're all taught from a very young age, exercise, plenty of water, eat good food, and your physical health's going to be better. But it's the same for our heads, but people don't know this. And, and then also that there's a difference between mental health and mental illness. But a big part of what we do is about conversations. So reframing conversations or actually giving people the confidence that they can actually have this conversation. You know, it sounds so simple, but one of the first things we talk to people about is, you know, is that one of the barriers they, they find in not being able to talk to someone or help someone is they don't know what to do, but you don't have to know what to do, you know, because none of us know all the answers. But the simple question of how can I help can actually really change it because we're putting it back into people's hands. So, you know, we, we like to simplify it because, I mean, I, I'm... I'm no great intelligent. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty simple bloke, but that's all it needs to be is, is these simple questions. You know, we see, are you okay? Or, or everywhere, you know, it's on all the bus signs and everything at the moment, which is good. But we take it that little step further. What if someone says, no, I'm not. And, you know, so giving people the, the confidence that they can be comfortable in having this conversation. Now, one of the newest sort of additions with your programs is creating safe spaces. Would you be able to tell the audience and tell us all a little bit about this? Yeah, it was our, our idea of trying to bring, you know, that community feel back. 
that's one of the things that's so good about this area is you do have your community around, you know, you get that sense of community. But um, we looked at it, how we could best do it. Uh, and we, we came up with the idea of, of reimagining the old neighbourhood watch. So we've trained up, I think we've got six cafes now, uh, a couple of gyms, uh, a tattoo shop. You know, we're about to run through a couple of real estate agents, um, maybe a couple of local politicians as well. Uh, and what we do is we train the staff up in one of our courses, so in our mental health response course, uh, and then they become a registered safe space so that people in the area, they, you know, we've got the sticker that they can display and people in the area, if they're having a hard time, they need to chat with someone or just somewhere they can go that's going to be a supportive, healthy area for them, a healthy space. They can go down and sit there and have someone that can actually have that proper conversation with them. Um, so just creating spaces through the community that people feel comfortable going to. I think that's a really, really wonderful idea, reimagining the neighbourhood watch for a modern community and addressing community needs. It's really fantastic. If so, if people would like to become a safe space, how could they do that? Yeah, they can just jump on our website and just contact us through there. Um, you know, we run them, we used to do everything face-to-face because I love the, that connection you get with people when you're in a room together sharing your stories current state of affairs at the moment we can't do it so we're doing it online as well um, but yeah we'll train them up at a time that you know can suit everyone it's you know it's easily it's easily done now with with the internet and stuff so we train them up and we you know we've got packs that we give them that extra resource material and stuff so that they're not just left out there you know on their own once it's not like we train them up once and then that's it we we, we keep an ongoing relationship, so we, you know we're going to be looking to do some community events out of these different spaces as well, to just to get people in there because these people are you know putting their time aside for to help people from the community, and so people know that it's actually there as well. Now, Ben, you've worked in this area for a fair bit of time now. What do you see as the major issues that are impacting young people's mental health in the eastern suburbs today? Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint anyone. I think yeah, the first thing people probably go to is is drugs and alcohol, and, and that's that's one part. You've got social media, which is brand new to anyone like really my age or older because I didn't grow up with social media. I have a hard time understanding it, and I really don't. I don't know too much about what goes on in the background, you know. And so, and because it's evolving all the time, it, it's hard for us to keep up to date with it. Our parents, parents are working longer hours, so they're not as home as much as they used to be for when I was a kid, uh, to there to spend that time. One of the great things I saw that came out of this whole isolation thing was actually seeing parents in the park with their kids riding bikes and kicking footballs. And, and that's what we've lost a lot because we're trying to do the right thing as parents for our kids and work these long hours so they can have the nice house and the nice car and the nice shoes and the holidays and stuff, but it, it comes at a price. Our diet... We're eating a lot more processed food, all of these different things. But for me, what I find the biggest gap is probably connection. Being actually able to open up to people or being comfortable losing this culture, that this macho, tough culture that we don't talk about it. I think it's slowly changing, but it needs to be also done in a safe way. And that's where the education comes back into it. So I wish there was one thing that I could pinpoint and say, this is the problem. Then it'd be so much easier to be able to, to help people and, and to, to fix these numbers. But uh, unfortunately, there's a whole heap. Uh, and that's why it's good. There's a lot of people out there now trying to do stuff. 
And for any young person who might be struggling, what advice would you give them? To talk to someone. It's sometimes the hardest thing you can do. You know, sometimes when you're in a bad place mentally, actually speaking to someone is the last thing you want to do. Uh, But I can guarantee that if you do it, you will feel better for it. Unfortunately, sometimes we speak to the wrong person and we get put down or, you know, we get told to stop carrying on or whatever it may be. But if that does happen, find someone else. You know, reach out to whoever. I get phone calls off people and emails off people I don't know, people I sort of know and people I know really well. And, and not, not a single person ever regrets it once they find someone that is supportive and is there to help them. But taking these, this burden on your shoulders on your own, it doesn't work. Uh, but actually talking about it. I hear a lot of talk that uh, you know, maybe you know, these suicide rates are so high because now it's everywhere and we talk about it. But every study that's been done on it, uh, Mindframe's probably the best one uh, out of Newcastle University. Every study shows that talking about suicide doesn't increase the chance of suicide. It actually reduces the risk of suicide. You know, I, I was talking to someone the other day and you know, I gave the example that talking about STDs doesn't increase the chance of STDs. It decreases it. And we've got to look at it the same. Ben, have you got any upcoming events that people should be aware of for the foundation? Uh on paper, yes, but nothing, uh, nothing solid with dates. Uh, we, we had pretty much our whole year planned out in February, but then with COVID, everything got put on the back burner. Uh, we had a gala night that was booked in that we're going to have. We were lucky to squeeze in a couple of events. We had the job, Jab Cross Hook uh, with James Nolan uh, down at Coogee, and then we also had an event over at Redfern uh, with the Convict, uh, Convict Boys, uh, a little... Uh, Thing there in Redfern Park but we squeeze that in at the end but we're hoping you know we, we started with community events and that's where we want to get back to um, that's our that's our focus you know the, you know we did the treadmill run um, we had a walk that encompassed probably more than we should have we, we did a walk from Gold Coast to Sydney which was interesting um, but you won't get me doing that again but we've also done, you know, things in cafes and stuff where we just invite people down for free. We've done some at the uh, the M Club, the bowling club down at Maroubra. We really want to get back to that, but we'll just see what happens with all the restrictions. So stay tuned and watch this space. Yes. Ben, before you go, we have three questions we ask every single person who comes onto the show. The first one is, what is your favourite beach in the eastern suburbs? Where can you get the best coffee? And on a binge day, where do you get the best burgers? Again, I'm very biased. Best beach, Maruba by far. And I'm probably going to uh, be the first one to say it on here, but I've actually never had a coffee, so I can't help you there. <laughs> um, my wife drinks... Uh, a couple every day from Cray's Coffee at Matraville, so I'll go with them. But, yeah, never had one, so I can't really. And the best burger, Feedbag at Maruba Beach. I have to say, firstly, Feedbag make amazing burgers, but sadly you are not the first person to have not had a coffee on here. Rabbi Castell, as uh, a kosher rabbi, does not have coffee either. <laughs> so you've come in second there. Ben, now before you go quickly, if people would like to find out more about Rise Foundation, where should they head? Instagram and, and Facebook, Rise Foundation, A-U-S-T, Rise Foundation, Ost or they can get a hold of us uh, straight away with our um, website, uh, therisefoundation.net. Uh, and if they want to have a look on there, we've actually just uh, 
opened up a whole new section. So it's a subscription-based section um, where if people can't get along to any of our courses or talks or need more info, we've got videos, we've got resources, we've got blogs, we've got everything on there. So, yeah, something uh, we put together while we were twiddling our thumbs during isolation. Ben, it's been really great to hear more about Rise Foundation and thank you for being on Coogee Voice. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. What an informative chat with Ben Higgs. Now, if you'd like to learn more about the RISE Foundation and how you could become a safe space, head to therisefoundation.net. Thanks for listening to Coogee Voice. Mm-hmm.